28, and we will read the whole chapter here, and I can find it. I have spoken in the past about wisdom, and I'm going to do it again tonight, um, because I I think it's a topic that, although it's basic and we know it, it's good to be reminded, a helpful thing. We have an example of a very wise man in Scripture who could have used a reminder later in life in particular. Um, So let's read Job chapter 28. This is Job speaking. Surely there is a mine for silver and a place where they refine gold. Iron is taken from the dust and copper is smelted from rock. Man puts an end to darkness, and to the farthest limit he searches out the rock in gloom and deep shadow. He sinks a shaft far from habitation, forgotten by the foot. They hang and swing to and fro far from men. The earth from it comes food, and underneath it is turned up as fire. Its rocks are the source of sapphires, and its dust contains gold. The path No bird of prey knows, which that's not actually the reason why I picked this passage, but (laughs) interesting that's in there. (laughs) The path no bird of prey knows, nor has the falcon's eye caught sight of it. The proud beasts have not trodden it, nor has the fierce lion passed over it. He puts his hand on the flint. He overturns the mountains at the base. He hews out channels through the rocks and his eye sees anything precious. He dams up the streams from flowing, and what is hidden he brings out to the light. But where can wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its value, nor is it found in the land of the living. The deep says, it is not in me, and the sea says, it is not with me. Pure gold cannot be given in exchange for it, nor can silver be weighed as its price. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, in precious onyx or sapphire. Gold or glass cannot equal it, nor can it be exchanged for articles of fine gold. Coral and crystal are not to be mentioned, and the acquisition of wisdom is above that of pearls. The topaz of Ethiopia cannot equal it, nor can it be valued in pure gold. Where then does wisdom come from, and where is the place of understanding? Thus it is hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of the sky. Abaddon and death say, with our ears we have heard a report of it. God understands its way, and he knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When he imparted weight to the wind and meted out the waters by measure, when he set a limit for the rain and a course for the thunderbolt, then he saw it and declared it. He established it and also searched it out. And to man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. Just a few thoughts on this chapter. Um, First, one of the things I noticed is that the modern assumptions about early man are debunked here. In patriarchal times, fairly close to creation, I would guess, Um, at least fairly close to the flood, most likely. Um, We have some remarkable things going on 
overturning the mountains and hewing channels through rocks and delving deep into the earth in search of things. Um, well, I think the same point could be made today that, uh, that same interest in searching things out has not waned. We see that still going on. Uh, people are searching the world and searching the universe, looking to stars and other planets, but man cannot find wisdom by his inventiveness, his industry, or his philosophy. We can't do it. Um, I think incidentally, it's worth noting that the condescending attitude of some today towards what they think of as early man, um, uh, that's something to be aware of. If you are condescending towards those who came before you, <clears throat> uh, you've got a good chance of falling into the same errors that they fell into. And you've got a good chance of failing to avoid the errors they were able to avoid. Um, but the point of this chapter is not a comparison between patriarchal times and now. It's all about wisdom itself if you notice in uh what verse was it um it says that man does not okay verse 13 man does not know its value an interesting thought man consistently undervalues wisdom many seem not to value wisdom at all Um, in fact it often seems like most people couldn't identify wisdom if it bit them on the nose. <laughs> so they seem to be pretty, pretty clueless and not care. Well, again, condescension sets us up for failure. Um, even we who really believe that we value wisdom probably don't have the full value, a full understanding of the real value of wisdom. And I, suggest that because I think we often choose folly in our own lives. And if we really understood the value of wisdom, we would probably choose folly less often, I think. So we can thank the Lord for his patience and sharing wisdom with us, even though we don't esteem it or him as is appropriate. So God help us to desire wisdom. Um. I think that we are thinking and acting according to wisdom when uh, the fear of the Lord is the single guiding light of uh, for our decisions and our our functioning. That's the last verse of the chapter. To man, he said, God said, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. To the extent that other considerations around us pull us in a different direction from where wisdom is pointing. Um, I think when when the fear of the Lord is no longer, if the fear of the Lord is pointing us this way and we're going that way, then we've departed from wisdom like that. Fear of the Lord is, is a guiding light for us. Um, Now the fear of the Lord, as we've often discussed is not simply a being scared. It's not like you might feel scared about the hawk outside. Um, we, The fear of the Lord is a very deep awe and reverence, and there can be an element of fear in it as well, 
not so much, I think, a real fear of the Lord is not so much a fear of what God might do as it is um, just an accurate understanding of the awesomeness of God, just how great he really is, um, who he is, what he's like. As we are growing an understanding of that, that is the fear of the Lord. Um, now, one thing I found very interesting, especially the way he ends this, talking about how God was uh, understanding the way of wisdom in verse uh, 23. He knows its place. And then he talks about different things involved in creation or his control over creation. But then what he, the way he explains it to us is more of an ethical or moral sense. Um, to depart from evil is understanding. That's that link between wisdom and morality, uh, I think, is there because at essence, that's who God is, right? Yes, God has all power, but who he really is, is righteous and holy. Um, so evil tempts us, but wisdom will see the foolishness in that evil. Um, evil misses the mark in what, in regard to what God is like. So if we have a fear of the Lord, an accurate idea of what God is, evil is going to be off that mark. Um, so it seems that the understanding of what God is like that produces that fear of the Lord that, um, that uh, enables us to walk in wisdom and to shun evil. Uh, Proverbs 4, 7 says, at least in some translations, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all your acquiring, get understanding. Um, so that's, I guess, my reminder for today is uh, what God said here through Job. Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. So just an encouragement to be reminded of these basic things. As my kids are growing up, and we've told them it's their job as kids, their primary job is to be learning wisdom. And as we know, uh, that's not something we want to just check the box and move on from. <laughs> that's something we need to keep reminded of ourselves. So, thank you.